Regardless of how you feel about Doja Cat, you cannot say her new album isn't eating. What is your favorite song? Because if y'all say Agora Hills or Fuck the Girls, you're my favorite person because yeah. And for those that are asking and for those who didn't, my wisdom teeth surgery went great. I healed well. I do have beef with the people who said I would look like a cute chipmunk. Y'all, I looked like the damn Lego man. And so with that, grab your coffee, tea, wine, or beer and take a seat so I can welcome you to the advice column. The advice column is where we take the mystery out of relationships, communication, setting boundaries, and self-love by asking questions we've all been dying to know the answer to, all while keeping the laughter flowing. I'm your favorite homegirl, Lydia. Hey, I'm always going to keep it real with y'all, keep it to the facts, and keep your spirits high. I'm really excited to be recording today, and this episode is going to touch home because feeling like an imposter is really how I felt majority of my life, and it is something I'm actively working on in therapy, so yay, shout out to growth, and when you have feelings of being an imposter or feeling like you don't belong, you honestly just feel like an outcast. And I'm at the point in my life where I'm tired of feeling like I don't belong in spaces because I do belong. And if you've ever felt like that, just know it's okay and there is a way out. Because when I'm having feelings of doubt and disappointment, I really do like to explore why I'm feeling this way and how I can view things differently so that I can feel better. So I want y'all to dive into my brain right now so we can talk about how we can get through imposter syndrome. Before we jump there, what's an advice column without people submitting questions or confessions? Be sure to submit your questions or confessions in the link below and stay tuned towards the end so that you can hear the confessional for today. Now let's play the tapes and talk about why do we feel like we're imposters. What causes us to feel like we are fraud? What did Nick Minaj say? I don't need no fraud. I don't need no drama when you call. Okay, that has nothing to do <laughs> with being an imposter, but I'm gonna sing a song if it relates. When I'm experiencing imposter syndrome, feeling like I don't belong, these are the two main emotions that I'm experiencing. So I wanna know for y'all, do y'all feel this way as well? Let's jump into the first one. The first is the feelings of inadequacy. I know that when I'm feeling like an imposter, it's coming from the fact that I'm thinking, uh, like maybe I'm just not talented enough or I could be comparing myself to other people's skills. I may be thinking the skills or knowledge or achievements that I have do not compare to the space that I'm in with others. When we're having these feelings, of course, we're going to have self-doubt or fear of being exposed. I know with imposter syndrome, I've been thinking, what if they find out? What if they find out? Girl, what? What are they going to find out? <laughs> I'm not smuggling crack. I, can I say that? I, I'm not I'm not doing anything illegal. All I'm doing is sitting in a new environment. <laughs> All I'm doing is trying new things. Like, is this a crime? 
This is how we need to start looking at things. The way I started to challenge my feelings of inadequacy was I asked myself this question and it really did scare me when I thought about it. I said, when did I start to believe I was inadequate? Mm. And to explore this with y'all, let me repeat it again, then I'm gonna share the story. When did I start to believe I wasn't adequate? Of course, this feeling started in middle school. And I'm saying, of course, because hormones start comparing and that seed was planted in middle school. And then it just showed up more once I got into high school, because even in high school, the program that I wanted to get in, I wasn't accepted in. And then I got in the second time I tried, but because I felt out of place or I thought I wasn't accepted the first time, I said to myself, I need to try extremely hard. So then I'm ripping and rolling, doing all these things. That's That was the period of my life where I said, I started being a workaholic. <laughs> I started grinding my teeth at night. I really was more stressed out than I should have been in high school. I started thinking, what if they find out that I'm not quote unquote as smart as them? Or what if they find out that I can't do all these things? And it's like, look, I don't have to feel inadequate when I know my strengths. I don't have to feel inadequate when I recognize that I do belong by knowing that I have knowledge, by knowing that my achievements place me in the space. Because this leads us into the second reason into why I know I experience imposter syndrome. When we contribute our success to look, so you might have said, yeah, that was just the right place, right time. Or I wore my lucky socks, that's why I got the promotion or even saying, I got this because they didn't know who else to pick. It's like, do not downplay your accomplishments. Instead of thinking it's luck or timing or because someone helped you, it's because you're a hard worker. It's because you're organized. It's because you're planned. It did not just fall in your lap. You learned those skills, did you not? Did you not speak with people with kindness, grace, and respect, and that's why you deserve that raise? <laughs> that's why people look up to you, not because, not because of just, oh, they look up to me because I've always been the source of information. Yeah. And it's because you are a trustworthy person. It's because you help people stay calm your skills and attributes and your amazing personality is why you are successful. It's why you deserve to be in that space. And so recognizing our strengths, they're powerful. People tell us to be humble and really fuck humility. Like don't walk around and say, oh, I'm better than you because I did X, Y, and Z, but when we downplay our accomplishments or we don't speak to them, people do not know how talented you actually are. Like, yeah, I can do this shit because I am the shit. <laughs> and look at my portfolio. Look at my resume. Hello? 
If you're not able to see your strengths, these are the three questions I want you to ask yourself. What challenges have I overcome because of my strength? You have been through something that you thought you weren't going to get over and you did. What did you learn about yourself? What did you learn about your strengths? Because when you recognize that, when you have moments of doubt, remind yourself of your strengths. The second, how are my strengths supporting my dreams and my goals? Just like you would put on a resume or just not even a resume. You are the CEO of your life. And I really mean that truthfully. Check in with yourself. Are you reaching your goals? Does your resume, meaning your actions and your intentions, line up with the goals that you have as the CEO of your life? Because then that's another reminder that you belong and that you're not an imposter. Because you're aware that you have things that contribute to your success. And lastly, and I love this question, what do I love about myself? Take that moment to really pour into yourself. And this question makes me feel uncomfortable because I'm not used to saying it. And it's important to say and to ask yourself so that again, you can remind yourself that you are an awesome human. That is more than just lucky. You are more than your doubts and fears. You really are an unstoppable force that is capable of recognizing your strengths and using them to reach your goals. You got this, you belong. And if you're still having feelings of imposter syndrome, let me share with you in the next segment how I've dealt with imposter syndrome by using this awesome strategy. One of the ways to deal with imposter syndrome is to say this statement, instead of ignoring how I feel, I will confront how I feel. I believe in confrontation, less tussle, less scream, less fight. Like really, confrontation is not a bad thing. And it's the first way to deal with feeling like an imposter. I'm gonna walk y'all through like seven steps that I take when I'm feeling like an imposter so that I can ground myself and remind myself that I am awesome and that it's okay when these feelings arise instead of running, let me figure out what it's telling me about myself. Are you ready for this journey? If you are, say hell yeah. Say hey, okay. I've done too much already on this segment. Let's get into it. Step one is when I'm feeling like an imposter, so I did a silent disco. I was nervous. I felt like, oh Lord, what if I don't belong? Oh Lord, what if I don't fit in? You know, just all the feelings. Instead of ignoring, I confronted how I felt. So when I was saying to myself, why am I feeling this way? Or this is stupid. I shouldn't feel this way. I challenged my thought and said, who is telling me I shouldn't be feeling this way right now? or what is making me feel this way is actually the question. So by confronting my feelings is the first step and asking yourself, what is making me feel this way? Because when you ask yourself that question, it leads into the second step, 
which requires you to pause. Think, pause, D breathe. I would breathe in, I would breathe out. That allowed me to really just get my mind to a clear spot. Once you've confronted how you felt and you decided to breathe and ground yourself, your mind is now clear. This clarity, y'all, is where you should always operate. And it's something that I'm challenging myself to do every single day. If I'm feeling like an imposter or I'm amped up and I know that I'm feeling anxious or stressed, my patterns have shown me that when I act out of my emotions, <laughs> it doesn't end the way that I want. And, and that's okay. We have to be honest with ourselves. Now I'm able to operate from a wise mind and start questioning how I'm feeling. And what I mean by that is really, once you're paused with the clear mind and you breathe, you're going to say, how am I feeling? Notice your body. Is it tense? Are you sweating? Are your shoulders close to your ear? Did you put your lips in? Cause you are making that face where it's like, mm, I'm perplexed. I'm in my spiral error. I know that when I was at the silent disco, I was sweating profusely in my car. I'm sorry. I'm a sweaty girl. But instead of me judging myself and being critical, I was being observant because guess what? The more you practice this, the more you will be able to jump out of the spiral before you get there. With the clear mind, you said, how am I feeling? Now you're asking yourself, what am I thinking? For this, I want you to write it down. I know when I'm feeling like an imposter, I'm thinking of escaping, abort the mission. I'm thinking I do not belong. This is where you're going to look at your thoughts again, objectively, and question it. Ask yourself through every question, are there any facts to support this? So again, if you wrote down, I do not belong here, are there any facts to support this? I know for me, there were no facts, y'all, and I was grappling for them. <laughs> Sometimes you want to prove your point and it's like, no, there were no facts. And even when I've had experiences in public spaces, when I'm around others and I feel like I don't belong, I may try to say, oh, well, the facts that support that is people are looking at me weirdly. It's like, girl, you just walked into the building. Why you think people aren't going to look at you when you walk through the door? Like you grappling, you trying to, you're gripping for straws. Be honest with yourself. Has someone said something to you? Did someone have a body language that you were able to actually see and observe that made you think they do not want me here? I'm telling y'all most of the time that evidence is not concrete. It's feeling like grass. I can dig a hole in it. And so look and ask yourself, are there any facts? Because it's going to be facts from the past. And guess what? The past is not now. And so this leads into the last thing that you're going to do is reaffirm yourself. Remind yourself why you're there. Remind yourself, my past does not dictate my present. Therefore, there is a possibility 
of things happening that are new. I can be in situations that make me feel uncomfortable and I don't have to run because I know my strengths, because I know what I'm bringing as an individual. And really another thing as well is set a time limit, y'all. Whenever I go out and I'm feeling nervous or I'm feeling like, oh God, I don't belong, yeah. I really say to myself, what do I want to get from this experience and how long am I staying here? Most of the time I stay at places for 45 minutes to an hour, sometimes an hour and 30 minutes. And I say, my goal is to just meet one new person and get their social. When I did the silent disco, that's exactly what I did. And I was excited. It affirmed me. It allowed me to recognize, you know, I can do hard things. And when I set goals and set my mind to something, I am successful. I get what I want because I'm actually trying. And all you can do is try. And that's what you're doing. So it is okay. It is okay. I'm going to end this segment with affirmations because it really is hard to feel like you don't belong. It's, it's lonesome. It's disappointing. And I want to pour into you and I'm also pouring into myself so that when you're having these moments of doubt, you can re-listen to this audio and be reassured and just feel love because that's what I'm going to pour into you right now. So are you ready? I release the need to conform to others' expectations. I am free to be me. I am worthy of love and acceptance just as I am. I belong in every space I choose to enter. My flaws do not define me, my actions and intentions do. My uniqueness adds value to every community I'm a part of. I release the need for perfection and welcome the freedom of authenticity. Don't you just feel so warm and cozy? I just love you. And I love you because you want something different and you want to feel different. And because you want to feel different, you're going to try and that's all that matters on the topic of trying let's jump into this confessional so that i can try to give this person advice on a helicopter parent as i would describe it this segment is where i share out a challenge that a listener has submitted and i provide them with advice if you all are interested in receiving advice from me, be sure to click the link in my bio and submit your confession or any question that you have, and I'll answer it on the podcast. So let me read this confession. Dear Lydia, my mother in particular has always been intensely involved in my life, often to the point of suffocation. While I appreciate her love and concern, it sometimes feels like I have no space in owning my decisions. In the past, she selected my college major, and now she's hovering over my career choices. She's always there offering unsolicited advice in her opinion, and it is really tough for me to assert my independence. When I try, I feel like I'm letting her down or that I'm being ungrateful for her support. At this point, I'm 35 and I'm really just tired of getting her advice. 
I need a balance between her care and my need for autonomy. I wish there was a clear path to communicate my feelings without causing hurt or resentment. It is a constant struggle and I'm eager to hear from others who face similar challenges and found a way to navigate this delicate terrain. Any advice or insight would be greatly appreciated. Well, first of all, thank you for submitting this. And secondly, if you have experiences with a parent that just cannot let go, be sure to send me a message on my social so that we can continue to have this discussion. The advice that I'm going to give is going to come in threefold. The first, you have to start with being open and honest. And that means that your mom's feelings may be hurt and that's okay. Cause guess what? You know, your intentions, it's not to hurt her feelings. It's not to cut her out of your life. It's not to silence her. You simply want to make decisions without unsolicited advice and that should be honored. The only way that it would be honored though, is you have to speak up and set that boundary. Be specific about what you need and expect from your mother so that this can help you and your mom understand the limits and hopefully respect each other's boundaries. For example, if you're telling your mom something, you can always start the call with saying, mom, I'm just calling to tell you what's going on and I'm not looking for your advice. If you're talking in person, you could say to her in person, yeah, mom, let me share this story and I don't want to hear your thoughts. I just want to share out what I'm thinking. It may sound unnatural to say, and it will feel unnatural, but that signals to your mom, hmm, <laughs> they don't want my advice and she can do many things. I'm just going to state two of them. She can either a respect it and not give her advice. And that would be ideal. Yay. Woohoo. Or she's going to challenge it. And she may say, well, why don't you need my advice anymore? Or you may be telling your story and she may try to jump in and you would have to remind her, mom, remember, I'm just sharing my story. I don't need your advice. If your mom is hurt by that, that has nothing to do with you. And it has to do with how she feels like the relationship could possibly be changing. All you can do is remind her, Hey, I'm not saying I don't need your advice because I don't care about you. I just want to be able to look at this from my own perspective and your advice can influence what I'm thinking. It's still honest. It's true. You're not blaming her. You're not saying she's a bad person because you're saying you care about your mother. So show that care and show care to yourself by setting those boundaries. Once you set those boundaries, I'm really going to challenge you to find guidance somewhere else. Find validation from friends or from a mentor or from other trusted individuals. Also, challenge to find validation within yourself. You know what you need to do. And it's nice to hear someone say, oh, wow, that's a great idea but it's really beautiful to feel confident in yourself and know I'm capable without having someone else co-sign on it. Truthfully, an over-involved parent is tough and you are most likely going to experience some pushback. The pushback does not mean you should give up though. It means you are challenging the status quo. You are seeing change happen in real time and that's okay. Feel your emotions. 
Stay firm with your boundaries. You got this and I wish you the best. Imposter syndrome is like a mosquito bite. The more you itch that spot, the itchier it becomes. Now it's a scab. Then it leaves a scar and now you're thinking, damn, I should have just put toothpaste on it. Or damn, I should never scratch this thing. <laughs> Why am I talking about mosquito bites? Because when you're getting the itch that you're an imposter, before you start that scratch, which is entertaining your spiraling thoughts. Y'all see how I did that connection. I love that. Breathe. Pause. I flipped those, so let me go back to that. Before you entertain your spiraling thoughts, pause. Breathe. Get in a clear mindset or a wise mind and really ask yourself, do I not belong here? Or is this a new experience that I am not used to. With every episode, I end it with a question. What indicators let me know that I belong in a space? If you all been loving the podcast, be sure to follow, leave a review, hit the notification bell, and share it with others in your community. The podcast really is growing because you all are sharing it. So thank you. I really do appreciate it. Let's continue making this the best adult advice podcast column that has ever existed. I appreciate y'all. And until next time, keep making life manageable. See you next Thursday.